God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello again. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and this is the Heart to Heart Truth Podcast. And I am so excited about what I've already brought to you this year. And I just wanted to take a pause for the cause and just remind you that it is time for you to get your house in order. I don't want you to just listen to the messages and hear the people, but never act upon what you hear. Now, I did a quick recap last week. And I dealt with some of the books that were there, and especially since it's October, and we're highlighting the fact that there I've had some pastors on, and they've talked about this subject. We need to get our house in order. Number one, we need to get our spiritual house in order. Now, I wouldn't tell you that if it wasn't the absolute truth. The word works, but you have to work the word. That's why I always say I help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Just knowing it, just believing it, just hearing it, just reciting it is not going to get you where you need to go. There's always a spiritual side that you need to come into contact with who it is that God says that you are. And you have to recognize and see him for all of who he is. Isaiah said, you know, I've heard about you but now I've seen you. Let me just say, God is not adverse to your hard questions. There's never a hard card. God is not adverse to your hard questions. There's never a question that's too hard for God. The problem is sometimes we ask the wrong questions. We might ask why, and he might not give us an answer. We might ask, how is he going to do it? He might not give an answer. We might try to tell him what to do, and he's not going to come that way. Because the truth of the matter is, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, and he is higher than all of that. But we do need to get our spiritual house in order. Now, in some of the interviews that I've had this year, all of the interviews, actually, we've talked about that spiritual nature. So I'm going to leave that one for a moment. But we've also dealt with some emotional things. You need to get your emotional house in order. And I've had several guests on, and I'm going to do some quick recaps. Sarah M. and her book, How She Survived the Killing Fields. Really? There's a true message of hope there. And then I had Danielle Wainwright on, how she was going to do the serenity dance. Things happen in life. They're not really happening to you. They're happening for you. What's the lesson you're supposed to learn? So I want you to make sure that you check those out. And then I dealt with some men's issues as well as some women's issues. On the male side, if you're coming out of prison and there are those that are going into the prisons, Dr. David Spencer is one of those that is really highlighting the fact that men can come out and being able to assist them when they do. Many of these people have their own programs that they're doing for you 
And I want you to take advantage of that. If it's something that you need, move forward in it. But on the women's side, oh, I've had quite a few. I've had it from Buki to Dr. Sunita. So that goes from those in midlife, as well as those that are millennials. I've got something for you. Then I also had Ann Laura Jackson on. So you want to be able to check that out. Dr. Frizzell Malin, talking about the grandparent situation, but then Stacy Just dealing with the stepmoms. There is so much and so much of a wealth of what we've already covered. And then, of course, there's that financial piece. Oh, let me back up. On the emotional side, I have women who are devastated by the double Ds, divorce and death. And we've seen a lot of that this year and last year, maybe because of the pandemic, but it's all going to be educational, not only for you, but then you're going to be able to live your best life and do all of what you have. Because see, I want you to gain confidence in order to live life on your terms with peace and financial security. You know, that control thing is an illusion. God is really the one that is setting everything out for us and preparing the table before us. So when it comes to the financial house that we need to get in order, I want to make sure that you're doing just that too. I'm going to put a clip in from when I was on with USF. Those tactics, those tips, those techniques are good for you again today. So let's go to the other side and just hear a little clip about some of the other things that we've recapped this year. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Comment, let me know what else you want to hear. And I'll see you on the other side. What was it that really brought you over? There's a few things. Mm -hmm. My love for my family, that's number one. And that love gave me hope. Okay. And with those two, with the faith, that I believe, I trust that God know all this. So mm -hmm. I trust that God heard my prayer. So faith, hope, and love. Just, yeah. like, just like in the Bible. Mm -hmm. now, now I learn more about the Bible. I can, oh my goodness. That's what I have. Yes. Those are the three important things. And so it gave me that strong hope that I would not give up. I never thought about giving up. I never thought about not making it. I, I thought about the happy, happy, positive thing waiting for me in the future. So I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about my future to find my family. Yes. Yes. And during those difficult times, I built relationship with all the sisters the mm -hmm. sisterhood that we support each other just you and i shouldn't we support each other right. the sisterhood that that keep us company that uh, that strengthen our love that strengthen our human interaction understanding god's timing because as he takes us through some of the difficult experiences in life mm -hmm. we uh, don't always understand why now because um, someone could say well that young lady is so young she's 17 why now why 
not wait until she's more mature to take her through these hard experiences. Part of resilience and part of uh, trusting God completely is understanding his timing. Although we may question the events that are happening, but questioning God's timing or questioning God, um, as his child, we would do that, but don't expect for him to reveal those answers to us right away. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up in the 60s, right? So we had what the Black Panthers, Vietnam, Watergate, Kent State, the sex, drugs, rock and roll, the British invasion and all that. And I was about 14 years old, but I was already in the street. So my family had it pretty well known in the city and around. So, you know, I had it kind of easy as far as being in the street because they kind of controlled the street, right? But, you know, I started leaning toward toward that thuggish type of life back then and, and got into selling drugs. You know, I left school at 16 because I wanted to play music and they wouldn't teach me, you know, they, they wanted me to learn stuff I didn't want to learn, shame on me. But, uh, you know, as I continued on, I got better at music and music has been with me. I'm, I'm a worship leader also. I write music and sing Christian music, play guitar, and I've done it all over the world. But uh, it's, it, Everything happened when I got to a point in life at 31 years old where I was tired of me. I just said, you know something, you got to go. I said, you have not only messed up people's lives through drugs and all that, but you know, you're a father, but yet you haven't, you're not with the mother, the baby, you, you know what I mean? And it's just a mess. And so I was really going to check out. I mean, I sat there with a razor and a towel and said, I'm out, I'm out. But, uh, while I was sitting there and crying and going to the window and saying, somebody help me, Lord. And I would go back to the couch where I had like an ounce of cocaine and I would sniff it, not even get high. You're so depressed, you're so down, go back to the window. And so I sat down and I, I heard something say in my spirit, it just, just simple as this, you want to change places? <laughs> I said, yeah, <laughs> said, that sounds like a good idea. And it was like the Holy Spirit, you know, he said, you want to change places? I'll, you give me your life, I'll give you mine. And I said, okay, let's do this. So, you know, about two, three hours later, somebody's knocking at my door. And you know, as people that are in the game, right? You know what I'm talking about? People come all kinds of hours, day and night when they're looking for drugs. But somebody came and they came and started witnessing to me about Jesus. I know it's witnessing now. And so I said, yes, I said, I want to listen, I gotta, I gotta do this. And I started watching the 700 club back then, because they had the 800 number. So I could call all day long and ask questions. And they helped me out. Uh, they sent me to a church about uh, half an hour away, which was good, because I moved out of my environment. You know, when I work in the prisons, I always tell the brothers, listen, it's your relationships and your environment. If you can change those, that's 80%. That's 80%. When, when the scripture says to train them, that means show them what's righteous, what's godly. Show them what God will be pleased with, all right? You also have to show them some of what's on the other side because God does not hide our enemy from us. He point blank told us or has told us through the scripture, we have an enemy. 
Yes. You know, he tells us to watch out for him. He tells us how to um, prepare for him and how to get closer to God because God will shield us. What so many of us as parents try to do, we try to only tell the children about the good part, nothing bad. Then when they hear it from other people they're around, on the internet, in songs, as you know, especially the songs that are not clean songs, then they have all these questions. Mm -hmm. So parents, you have to get a backbone and be ready to have some serious, truthful conversations. Probably one of the biggest things that I had to learn to overcome was to not take the behavior of my bonus kids personally against me. And when it feels like a personal attack and when it's aimed at you, it's really hard not to take it personal. But then also when I was feeling that inner turmoil, that hurt or that rejection, I had to find a way to get, not just get over it, but heal from it, get rid of that in my heart so that then the Lord could fill me up with his love and his Holy Spirit and what he had for me so that then I could put my best foot forward and instead of repeating a cycle of wounding or brokenness, I could then actually project love and teach them how to love and start trying to not just model but teach my bonus kids how they too can break the cycles of rejection in their own heart and in their own lives. Mm -hmm. And reaching their hearts was very difficult when they had their walls up and when they were choosing sometimes not to listen to what I had to say. Sometimes they felt like they couldn't listen to what I had to say, that they had to choose one over the other. And so reaching their heart was a fairly complicated thing that took a lot more than prayer. And to both of these things, I've actually either adapted or developed uh, tools. Now, tools are only as good as the Holy Spirit's guiding you in the use of them, right? Yeah. A tool will give you an idea of like, okay, this might be the problem. This might be the problem. This might be the problem. Here's some things you can do here. Here's some things you can do here. But Holy Spirit really has to be in charge because he's going to say, okay, no, Stacy, this one's not the problem. This one down here is a problem. Focus on this one. So with, with any tool you develop, you have to be Holy Spirit led. But there's a lot of subtlety I'm picking up from what you're saying, even in the home that we want to connect with the people that God has given us. Because yes, you said sensory thumbprint, we're all unique. And we can learn so much from the children. We can learn so much from our spouses. We can learn so much from our family dynamics that we don't want to miss out on that, that God is really trying to teach us a lesson. So we do need to be cognizant of it. And whether the world is looking at it right now, now that we're made aware, I think it's important for us to then, one, recognize that sensory issues could be at the root of why we're not communicating well. Absolutely. And then I guess get educated so that we would be able to help even more and to do a better job. And people will probably think, well, wow, she's really in touch with me. No, she's just aware of your sensory perception. 
you know? Yeah, well, because one of the mums in the Sensory Super Parent Programme last week uh, or the week before, she said to me, look, you need to do marriage guidance counselling in sensory issues because she said you have just saved our marriage. You know, it's just like, it, it's that profound that there are so many things that we don't we don't realise that they get in the way of our relationships. But as soon as you understand them, it's just like, oh, and so, yeah, I'm always being told, oh, you've just given me so many aha moments. Um, that have just, you know, turned the way that we see our family, the way that we relate to each other and know how to deal with it. That's that's the best thing. So I love it. Now, one of the things, let me say this and Laura, one of the things that I really like to be able to give to my audience, um, it's Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And I say, I help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously is I like to give action steps or something that my audience would be able to do and taking from this interview to say, I'm going to implement this at least. Can you give us a couple things that we can implement within our home that, you know, lets us be more in tuned to what's going on? How can we do a better job? Mm, I think the first one, if we can, is communication. If you have someone who will talk with you, I deal with a lot of children and families where the children aren't verbal. So we we have a lot of ways to actually observe how they're behaving. And But we can do the same even if your children are communicating. And that's brilliant because then they can, you can actually have that conversation together. Or you can have that conversation with your spouse or your father-in-law or whoever comes around to the house. But it's just being a, being paying attention to those seven, eight senses, okay. observe behavior and talk about how you think they're reacting to sounds, sights, smells, um, how they move their bodies, the things that they struggle with and give them time to express and be able to explain the things that, that they find difficult um, or give them words or maybe suggest, is that more difficult for you than for your, you know, than for your friends. It's it's giving that opportunity for them to talk because then you can find out if a sensory issue is going to be the root of it because you can dramatically change that and it doesn't take much. Uh, you just need to know what it is to change it. And that's always the beauty with sensory issues because it's like those sensory strategies are powerful. So when you you match the issue and the root with the correct sensory strategy behaviors change overnight they can start eating they can start sleeping handwriting improves they can start riding their bike there are so many positive things as well as good communication they're less stressed and less anxious but if we don't if we can't discern it's a sensory route well then either we won't choose the sensory strategies or we'll just try something else and sometimes you need to go down another path but if we find it has a sensory route then boy, can we do something about it? So it's having that communi communication is, is just so good and, and being able to honor one another. That's a real, it's a, it's a key verse, isn't it? It's a key scripture, just honor one another. Um, and then we may need to move into bearing with one another, um, but let's, let's find out what the root is first and see if we can actually change it and really help them and show them, show them love and, you know, Every, every week I'm, I'm just wonderful and then you kind yes, of went into first corinthians 13 what love is you know mm -hmm. bearing all things believing all things hoping all things enduring all things i love that all right so we talk about fabulousness you want to give us a little bit more yes um we talk about women at this phase of life we need to know who we are in god we are created in god's image we are beautiful but i also know that this this time, because of the seasons of 
our lives is a time when women ebb in self-confidence and self-esteem. So I took, I know I, we said I'm a pharmacist, but I took some time out a, a while ago because women have always been my passion and I trained and certified as an image consultant. So that's my creative side. So I bring that into what I do. I help women identify the colors that suit them, know the style of clothes that suit them. And so in my program, I know you're gonna speak about that later on, um, that's one pillar that I bring into because we take we we start from here and we go at, at the end here have a wonderful shoot you look well glamorous fabulous and yeah just love it <laughs> i want to make sure you guys connect with buki she has some uh social media links as well especially on instagram what's your instagram handle it's vibrant midlife vibrant midlife makes it very easy you can also find her on facebook and others but we're going to make sure that you connect with her. Um, don't be a stranger. You need to have a vibrant midlife, right? Absolutely. Uh, a vibrant life period, but hey. it just exudes in everything that you do. And that's important. And we don't see a lot of that today. What do you say to the young mother that's saying, okay, I'm trying to find my way into having a close personal relationship with God. What would you say to them? I would say that your heart, it's at the right place. And that's what the Lord is looking for. Um, to be a mother requires a whole lot of things, right? Because what I realize, <laughs> what I realize is our kids are not really listening to us. They're watching us. <laughs> yep. And so to, to love God, and not just a love that is not affectionate or passionate, right? Because when you love somebody, have you seen people in love? You just kind of look at them like, oh, they're so in love, right? But sometimes when it comes to the things of God, you, people go to soccer games and they're like, yeah, yeah. People go to football games, they're like, go on, you know? And then they come in church and you're like, wait, who died? Like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? You're absolutely right. We do cheer for so many other yes. things. But when we think about what God has done for us, you know, we used to say all time church. Okay. We're going to take a step back. When I look back over my life and I think things over, I have to say that I am truly blessed. I've got a testimony. And so when we look back at the old hymns, those of us who are seasoned, we can look back and see so much that God has done. But even as a young person, you can still look back over your life and recognize the blessings that continue to follow you, the million little blessings that keep following every day are amazing. But sometimes we do take those things for granted. I love your heart. I love your passion for the things of God. And my question would be, why are you so passionate about the things of God and of bringing other young people in. Well, you know what? Simply put, once you have Jesus, your life get right. <laughs> All right. She said put a period. Right that, that, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but uh, on, the, on the broader answer, it's because before we were made in our mother's womb, God has known us. And so where we are right now, where we sit right now, whoever you're listening to me right now, God knew you'll be there. And so when you align your purposes with God, 
you meet the right person. When you align your purposes with God, you walk in the right career. You walk in the right doors. And so what more will it be to humble yourself under the person who has created you in his image and understand the blueprint of why you were made? And so I'm passionate about it because there's so many mistakes. There's so many things that we can cut out when we align ourselves with the Lord, you know? And so why not focus on God so that you can save yourself the trip? The Bible says that the people of Israel didn't have to go 40 years, but they went 40 years because of unbelief and disobedience. Yeah. But if I can save you the time and get you there in 11 days, let's go. <laughs> wow. We really covered a lot this year, didn't we? But there's still more to come. I've got some new interviews lined up. We're going to deal with the health side. Okay. I know you didn't think I was going to deal with your physical house, but we got to get that in order too. We're going to deal with the health side and eating healthy and being able to do all of what God has called us to do. We've dealt with the body and getting some of that exercise already, but we're going to continue that conversation because it's an important one. And then the other side of it is investing in our youth, investing in ourselves. And there's just so much for the rest of the year. I'm so grateful that you're a part of my family and listening to this podcast or YouTube channel, because I really want to bring you the transformative, biblically-based truth those things that are going to help you be victorious in this life. Because Jesus didn't die for us to financially struggle. He didn't die for us to mentally struggle. He didn't die for us to emotionally struggle. And truly, he did not die for us to spiritually struggle. He said he came for us to have an abundant life. And that's the life on this earth, not the eternal life. We get that too. But the life that we're living on this side, we should be able to influence a whole lot of other people and we should be able to impact the kingdom for his glory and for our good. So I'm Dr. Shante Haynes signing off this time. Subscribe, like, share, comment. Let me know what else you'd like to hear about. And I'm here to help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. Find us online at h the number two h truth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.